Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, with the uh, Carabao Cup at the weekend, which will bring you live on Talk Sport, of course. Sanjeev Baskar joined us. He's a big Liverpool fan, the actor from Unforgotten mm. and the Kumars. And talking to the Kumars, he's got quite a celebrity fan. Yes. Uh, as you'll uh, discover. Um, we also uh, had a bit of a chat ourselves. We did. And uh, on the TV front, we had all the sporting TV covered, as mm. always on a Friday, by uh, Martin Kellner, who was here with us in the studio. And the non-sporting telly, if you can take some in, was Brighton supporting Mike Ward from the star. So, Good. here it all is. Five minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Andy, what a throwback that was last night. It was a terrible moment at the end. <laughs> and uh, I had to text Mike Boville, formerly this parish. Yes. With a, it was a classic goal of the Emirates. Which way has it gone, Mike Boville? We know exactly which way it's gone. It's it, always gone the same way. It was an impressive. It was an impressive turnaround. You can't get away from that. They, oh no, they did very they, well yeah, to get yeah. back in the game, and it's looking very good for them. Now. Oh, they're it's all shaping up. Favorites for top four. Well, they don't all... finish top four. It'd be an absolute failure. They've got the easiest run in. They're not in any other competition. They can manage with a little squad. You know, that it's it's perfect for them. Yeah. Next, and they year, next year will be a much harder. I think they throw that in, you know, obviously as a Tottenham fan through gritted teeth, but they are playing well. He's got them going. Yeah, They're, I didn't think J- they played that well no. last night. They played all right. But and no, but Jacob Hawley, we were talking to him yesterday, and he said the atmosphere is good at the moment. I think he, he feels yeah. that Arsenal fans weren't expecting to get top four, so everything's a bonus. Well, everything's then. in their favour. Yeah. You know, it's, it's absolutely played out for them. It couldn't be easier. They, they've got no excuse not to make top four. I mean, Matt Scott, as usual, completely over the top. He called Lacazette's goal <laughs> an era-defining moment. You think, well, what era? You, even if you finish in the top four, you're still going to be 25 points behind United and uh, b- behind uh, Liverpool and City. Yeah. And you're not going to make that up in the next couple of years, whatever you do. So, you know, I'm, I'm, it's good. But let's see how it goes next season when it's... They wouldn't uh, be far for you. You frighten they're going to catch you? Well, I think they could. I think right. they could. You know, we, we, you know, if they had the injuries we had, they'd probably be relegated. You hey. know? They've, they've got to come to White Hart Lane next, yeah, and I'd, yeah. I'd love it, although I'm not... Yeah, I mean, they've, got, they've got to play at yeah. the bridge, and they've got to play Liverpool, so, yeah. yeah. But they've still got no excuses, so, you know, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to discuss? Yes. Uh, interesting moment, and well done to Rangers. I watched uh, that game. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. It was an odd, game. really odd refereeing moment. We're not going to get a guest on this mm. today, so it's probably worth mm. talking about. Andy, you had a thought, didn't Because we, we had a goal chalked off four Rangers yeah. um, that was the one that would have sealed it I mean it, it, it didn't have any material difference no. on the result in the end but it, you know it should have been given yeah. um, t- t- tell us what happened well basically um, I think it was Morellis was through on God, I think it was Emery Chan yeah was, it was yeah, and, he, and he basically Chan kicked him in the back of the leg yes and he sort of fell over and the referee 
the goal went in and then the referee was told by VAR to go and look at the screen and then between them they decided that somehow yeah. Morales had committed a foul. Then, to, about, be fair, to be fair yeah, to the referee, angle, from their angle, it looked like a foul by Morales, didn't sort it? Sort of. You know, even from the... It was debatable, but you could see why he gave it. But, and then about sort of 30 seconds later, they showed a clip from behind and you could clearly see what had happened. Yeah. And it struck me that should the TV director have a, a direct, you know, to line to VAR or wherever it is, Stockley Park, and just press a button when he's got a better angle that the referee hasn't seen so they can see a light goes on and they can then say, well, what's happening? Well, we've got a better angle you haven't had a look at. Because it happens so often that VAR makes a decision, then they'll show another angle and they go, well, well if he'd seen that, he wouldn't have given it that yeah. way. And so why not let the TV director who's got all the angles, who sees it all and used to calling things up very quickly, that's their skill. I don't see any reasons why a good match director wouldn't be able to do that. Why? Also, why doesn't VAR, and it's all done, obviously, for a European game, it'll be done centrally through UEFA. Yeah. Why can't they just say to the, the, the people doing the TV pictures, have you got a better angle on that? Yeah. Because this is inconclusive. Yeah. Well, but that's, that's no joined up be. thinking. No, no, well, there never is. But look, know. it didn't have a material difference, mm. and there was some. Uh, it was brilliant result for Rangers. So well done to them. We're going to have a look at the draw. Um, West Ham got an interesting game against Sevilla. All Tottenham fans will be Leicester fans uh, mm. for their tie against Wren for reasons. Oh, if you yeah, don't know, we'll go definitely. into a little bit later. I'll be sitting there in my Leicester shirt, although I don't actually have one. But we will. Uh, we will be wanting them to win, and we'll tell you why later. Terry Alderson's going to be joining us. And Andy, you saw a story, a mm. tattoo-related story that we might get the listeners going on. What happened? Very strange story. This is a, a newspaper critic called Melanie Phillips. She mm. wrote a, a piece in The Times saying that she seeing tattoos makes me feel physically sick. Oh, so a tattooist decided to ink her face on a client's backside. Uh, a man called Ben Goldsborough, 25, who said, I don't have a clue who Melanie Phillips is. I just like tattoos. That's ridiculous. So he's now got the tattoo of a woman he doesn't know who he is yeah. on his backside brilliant isn't he's it? gone for all yeah. that and paid the money but the name of the tattooist who offered the free artwork is a man called Thanks Anderton well I think he's probably an Anderton well it's double it? A I'm going unless Anderton. it's the Randers Randers thing well, we gave if he was Anderton he'd just be A-N-D-E-R but he's double A so I'm going Anderton okay Thanks Thanks, thanks Anderton. Anderton yeah alright then so uh, we thought of TV formats for Thanks Anderton uh, I've gone with uh, you'll get no thanks each week uh, a venue plans for him to arrive but he doesn't turn up oh, okay. you'll get no thanks and then uh, thanks a lot that's uh, that's yeah. his version of bargain hunt. surely if surely the one where he doesn't turn up is called <laughs> thanks but no thanks <laughs> isn't it is it a bit or is it his version of deal or no deal well, I suppose be. it could be it could thanks well be. Anderton which we're never going to get bored of saying <laughs> so okay then go on then do yeah. your worst it is Friday you can bring Why in not? games um, TV formats for thanks Anderton we get a load of them working on the Anderton thing but anyway do let us know talksport.com forward slash H&J text to 81089 tweet to TSH&J uh, saw a little piece of Martin Lipton in the Sun saying that at the moment there, while we're talking VAR Andy there are no plans at yeah. the moment for us to hear the conversations between Pathetic. the officials but within the current rules what they can do at mm. half time so if they're looking at an incident um, at half time in the studio say you can it, then hear it. You can then hear it. You can say, okay, well, this is, we've now got the, you know, we've been given the audio. This is what the referee and the VAR are saying. So why not give it live like, every, like they're doing rugby, like they're doing no. cricket? Why should football be different? It's pathetic. Well, honestly. anyway, they have decided that. Well, look, that's a start. It's, it's because the people who design it, IFAB and PGMO, they want to protect the referees. Yeah. That's their prime concern, is protecting the, the referee rather than just getting to the facts about why 
they called it. You know, which is useful if you know why they've called a decision. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Have we had any uh, TV formats for Thanks We've Anderson? We've had a few. Thanks Anderson, the tattooist. Um, Armitage Thanks, a history of toilets in this country, <laughs> says Jeff. Bit of a weird show. That's quite a good No idea. thanks at all. Thanks goes on a Dave Gorman style <laughs> search for other thanks, but realises no one else is called Thanks because it's a daft name. <laughs> thanks for the memories. Uh, Mr. Anderson uh, accompanies Z-list celebrities on open top bus tours of their birthplace, says Big Dave. Oh, this is in Lisbon. Um, uh, thanks a ton. Uh, thanks presents a show where people thank others with a ton of whatever they want. That's, yeah, Mark in North End. It's really good. Um, Thanksgiving, like Noel's house uh, party, he says. Good idea. Um, uh, thanks and what's this one? Uh, thanks and oh yeah, thanks and the ex England player go around doing uh, good deeds in thanks are a lot. Yeah, Paul Allop. Thanks, Allop. <laughs> thanks, Allop. Doesn't work, Peter in Manchester. Doesn't work, does it? That's rubbish. So keep those coming. Thanks uh, if you were after some TV formats. Something else that might get you going this afternoon. Andy, after a, a defeat for Chelsea, is not. He's not. He's not the greatest company. Are you? I think it's fair no, to say no, you're best no. off removing yourself. Very much so. What yeah. was your greatest post-match flounce? Would you say possibly uh, in the after you lost to Charlton and uh, no, you, after we lost to. Uh, Arsenal, right? And uh, I Where were took you? my shirt off and just stamped on it in the Fulham Road. <laughs> it was just that period the shirt. where we just kept. We could never beat Arsenal. We kept losing to them. Mm. We kept losing to them, which I think is where my hatred of Arsenal is was seeded. Really, oh, okay. <laughs> it's a completely irrational thing. But, it is. Uh, yeah, um, so, Conte has admitted they've they've been asking him today about um, his his mood. 
And um, he is, the, he's like um, Michael Palin in Ripping Yarns. He is. He admitted that. He said, when I lose, uh, basically, I, you don't want to go to dinner with me. Mm. I need at least a day to process the defeat. I could see that on Wednesday night. Mm. I saw that yeah. interview and I heard the interview with Sam. I just knew that that's what it was. There was nothing else other than that just massive disappointment. <clears throat> he's a mm. winner and he doesn't like losing. So, you know... Interesting with the st- statistics. I was telling you, only four teams have amassed more points than Spurs since his arrival. It's just mm. they hit a bit of a bad run, I well, think. Yeah, I mean, four was a brilliant win great. last week. What can you do? So um, maybe you can tell us, looking back mm. on it, are you a little bit embarrassed about the way you behaved after a defeat? If you want to get that off your chest, if you want to be honest with us uh, this afternoon... Um, Andy's admitted that. I do remember you being in an exec box for one game. Somebody invited oh, yeah, you. No, was it Charlton? Right. That was Charlton, yeah. And yeah. So you did. You did a proper flounce, didn't oh, you, did, after yeah, you yeah. lost 1-0? Not good, really. <laughs> Such bad behaviour. So, I'm uh, better yeah. than I used to be. I think really? pre uh, <clears throat> the sort of Champions League, I was very bad. Then once we'd won the Champions League, that was it. I, I had a different view after I've not that. noticed a softening. I've oh, got to be I honest. very much a softening. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. <laughs> Yes, Carabao Cup final this weekend, and we've heard uh, Andy's representing Chelsea. We did need a Liverpool voice, and uh, very timely piece in today's Times, um, where a journalist, I don't know, gone off slightly off message, I don't know, but I'm sure our next guest won't mind that. It seems, um, chatted to the Queen about her favourite TV mm. shows. And her favourite TV show is The Kumars at number 42. Yeah. She could often... Because this is her favourite radio show, so it's good that we're all speaking. It's, is that right? I, I, I haven't got that in definite... Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, joining us now, of course, from Kumars at number 42 and a Liverpool fan, what are the chances? It's uh, Sanjeev Bhaskar. Hi, Sanjeev. Hi, Paul. Hi, Andy. How are you? Wow, good, what about thanks. that? By yeah. royal appointment, you're going to put a crest on, uh, on all your work now. I imagine you should do. Well, you know, I'm hoping that I get a discount at uh, Harvey, Harvey Nichols and uh, Fortnum's. Any, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, you'd expect a hamper at least. <laughs> Were you aware of this before this report came out? Well, I, I mean, I, you know, protocol obviously and good etiquette <laughs> defines that you can't really kind of repeat conversations with uh, with the Queen. But uh, you know, the five or six times that I met her over the years, and you know, the, the subject may have come up. Oh. But, mm-hmm. uh, this was the first time that I'd seen it corroborated because you never know whether they're just being well briefed, you know, when they're introduced to you. Yeah. Um, because they obviously have someone there just to kind of say, Sanjeev Bhaskar, you know, tries to act or whatever. And uh, <laughs> um, so, you know, the conversation had, you know, it come up in conversations with her, but uh, this is the first time I've seen it. As but, I said, you know, there's. I mean, there's stories else. today suggesting that she could recite sort of uh, mm. bits and pieces from uh, from the, the the grandma character played by your wife Mira. So it's great news altogether in, in your household today. I mean, the idea of the Queen <laughs> sitting there reciting bits of dialogue that you must, it's quite bizarre, isn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, it gets more bizarre when you kind of wonder whether she did it in the accent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it might have been incredibly authentic. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of, I mean, you know, what's humbling, to be quite honest um, uh, about it, is is just how, you know, how widespread the kind of, you know, the viewership of the program was, because you never have any idea yeah. uh, at that time. You know, you get, you know, you meet people or you might read something, but uh, it is a little strange. Uh, it was always strange to think that the, that the Queen had watched it. But then again, I mean, you know, they watched, you know, they got ha- access to the same telly and radio yeah, yeah, sure. everyone else does, so... 
That's what they they're going to watch. Whatever someone's watching. No, she prefers Netflix now. She's Do you think she's away. more Netflix? She's moved she, away, yeah. Really? Well, no, she <laughs> likes, apparently likes Line of Duty. So she likes quite a procedural police drama, which is good. Because my old nan, I think she was still going, she'd struggle to keep up with all the acronyms. So I think it's impressive that Her Majesty can uh, do that uh, in her well, years. Well, I think she, she probably had someone next to her just kind of yeah. leaning forward. She probably <laughs> does. A footman. That's right. Well, that means, Mum, that would be good. Down, she likes Downton, but that's a bit Route 1, and that's not a documentary from, from from her point of view isn't it I would have thought so yeah and, uh, and the racing channel oh yeah the racing oh yeah imagine racing's on most of the time there we go but what it knows, in all seriousness it is lovely you know you, you do yeah. something you're very proud of and to know that uh, you know people in, well, it doesn't matter who's watching it but it, it must be it must be a nice feeling yeah it is and it's kind of you know you know I came up with the show you know in a in a small rented you know bedroom hmm. And uh, and you kind of at that point you never know what the the future of this idea is going to be, and to think that you know the person who's on the face of the money and on the stamps is watching it is is quite surreal, really. Yeah, fantastic. What's well, good news? Um, we'll come on to football in a minute, but uh, I know a lot of the listeners are fans of Unforgotten, and we'll be hoping and there's another series around the corner. I believe there is, isn't there? Not with Nicola Walker. Though. No, well, no. Let's spoiler alert: people can still watch it on on, on uh, oh, yeah, different platforms. But um, yeah, you, you, I haven't got over that yet. Yeah, you are coming back, Sandy. If I understand, we we are. Yeah, we start filming actually quite soon in about three weeks. Um, so there is a, a new uh, detective who's taken charge of the team. Right. So I have a new boss, uh, which uh, may create some friction. Um, and uh, I'm sure they'll be announcing her uh, fairly soon as well. But, yeah, we kind of all look, you know, it's one of the strange things where, again, you know, we've got the, the scripts are fantastic, as they always have been. Chris Lang, you know, writing them, and Andy Wilson, who's directed all of them as well. Yeah. All coming back, so it's quite exciting to to look forward to. It. Although you know, I am going to miss Nicola, obviously, um, yeah. as I'm sure the, the audience will as well. But we got someone great coming in, so yeah, brilliant. And it's the, the cast, uh, the, the rucksack's going to be this. Yeah, the course, I mean, the, the rucksack. Well, it's the great, isn't it? The the production team fill your rucksack. It's a bit like that game we play, What's in Andy's Bag, which is mainly <laughs> right. sort of sort of uh, diarrhea concoctions and <laughs> and all sorts of weird and wonderful <laughs> drugs that you find. Well, Imodium's you know, best customer, legal. Once. Yeah. What, what is a diarrhea concoction? I don't, yeah, don't, you don't want to. I mean, medication. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, make me. I make me. Own. You don't want to know. He's got his own lab and his own lab for obvious reasons. But um, yeah, I said that, that they do. They fill your bag with all sorts of weird, and wonderful stuff, and you, you share it now on social media as you, as, as you, what's in it uh, for this particular week. Yeah, I, it, I mean, it started after the second series because there was such a, uh, such a noise made about the fact that I had this rucksack uh, that uh, I got the costume department to fill it. And I said, don't tell me what's in it and I won't look in it. Hmm. So when I take all the items out at the end of the day and, and take a picture, that is the first time I've seen what I've been carrying around for the day. So it's just become you know a bit of fun and... Uh, you know, maybe the rucksack should have its own sort of, you know, social media <laughs> yeah. channel or something. What's the weirdest thing they've put in there, Sanjeev? There was a, a, a huge metal flamingo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even know how they got it in there. I couldn't put it back. Um, 
there's bat, there's bat, and there's been stilettos in there. And there's, been, I mean, it's, I mean, I really genuinely don't know. Well, there's going to be stuff from the royal gift shop now. Oh, there's bound to be. It's bound to be uh, something from the Windsor, well, Windsor gift shop. Certainly, it goes like the Ant Hill mob, isn't it? In the like a step ladder coming out of the tiny bat. It'd be good. Now, are you are you going at the weekend? I know you you take your Liverpool fans. Have you got a ticket to the finals, Andrew? No, I haven't. No, I've been watching it at home with my son, but um, really looking forward to it. I mean, I think it'll be a cracking game. I mean, the two games this season were, you know, obviously both draws, so they were incredibly tight. And I think on their day, they're both teams that can turn it on. I mean, I, I mean, this Liverpool squad, I think, is the best squad that I can remember. Uh, you know, in terms, because even going back, you know, a couple of years, or even when Liverpool won the uh, the league, I, I always thought, you know, the the bench wasn't the strongest mm. that you could have. You know, I'd look at Man City and think, gosh, you've got people who can come off the bench that can really hurt you. And uh, I never felt that about Liverpool squad before. But now I think it looks pretty good. And also, as we've seen recently, with a fuller squad, you know, Klopp being able to bring on players and, and change the formation has has won in games. Yeah, and, yeah they're playing um, very well at the moment. And, you know, to be able to, and there's a possibility, look, looks like Jota might be fit. But if he isn't, and you haven't got Fino or Jota, for most teams, that would be a disaster. But Diaz has looked so good. I mean, you can probably you can probably mm. do without him, can't you? Or really? do without those two. Yeah. Well, I think with, with Diaz, I think the, the interesting thing will be that, uh, you know, teams haven't played him. Mm. And so he's a kind of unknown quantity. So it's, it's you know, with the others, you could possibly you know, prepare and go, okay, we think they're going to do this. We think they might do that. But he's such an unknown quantity that um, I, I think that he'll be difficult to read, I think, within the side. Yeah. Is Ke- um, Keller in goal? And Kepa's going to be in goal as well, Andy, isn't he? I think that's right. They're so both they, yeah. instrumental in, in getting their teams to the final. I think they should play. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah I think you're right. It's going to be a tight game. I, I, we were both saying it wouldn't be at all surprised if it's sort of level on 90 minutes. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, you know, that's what's happened before. Um, as I said, I think that the, I think Diaz and also the changes in formation that that uh, Jurgen Klopp can draw on may be the difference. Uh, because otherwise, I think it's too tight to call. Yeah. And it's also whether you know Lukaku turns up. Or, you know, I mean, not how he turns up. He'll turn be on the, the bench. Yeah, and are you daring a dream that you can catch City? No, only three points, isn't it? Do you know what? I mean, what, what six weeks ago, it just didn't look possible. Mm. And, and you know, the fact that it is just now three points with, the, you know, the head-to-head to come. I mean, I can't see City dropping, you know, many points. But, you know, this is what we were all saying, you know, you know about a month and a half ago. Yeah. Um, but they have. And, uh, uh, and so, yeah, it's absolutely become a possibility now. Oh, excellent. Uh, when, when do you think finally we'll, we'll see uh, Unforgotten back on, on ITV? I think we, I mean, we filmed through to uh, about mid June. So mm. I guess uh, once they get the scissors out and, and snip it and paste it all together, I think it'd be, I don't know, probably the summer before it's ready. So then it's up to ITV then when they, when they find a slot for it. Excellent. So I think the, the autumn at the earliest, I would have thought. And what else are you up to at the moment? That's about it. It's kind mm. of, I'm just all, it's all prep for the, uh, for, for Unforgotten starting filming. And obviously I'm going to, Pop down to uh, uh, Fortnum and Mason. Yeah, and, uh, claim your freebies. Yeah, yeah. with a copy of the paper. Yeah. Say, oh, <laughs> I'm sure that'll be. There'll be no stories about uh, actor scene shoplifting in uh, in Piccadilly store. I'm sure if you go there with a copy of the Times, you show it to them. They'll be quite comfortable about you taking whatever you like. 
I'll be stopped dragging the biggest hamper <laughs> onto Piccadilly <laughs> with me going, what? What? Yeah, what? Well, come on. Exactly. Royal appointment. Sanjiv, good yeah. to talk to you. All the best. Enjoy the game of the weekend. Too. Take care. Thank you very much. Both of you too. Take care. Yes. Sanjiv Basco there, actor, Liverpool fan, and uh, yeah, what about that? The Queen loves the Kumars. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes, good afternoon. Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. Coming up in the final hour, um, we're going to have some clips of the week for you. Top Macklin joins us. There were some interesting talking points from the All-Star game in the NBA last week, including the singing of the anthem that had LeBron James uh, chortling away. And Mike Ward will join us, Brighton supporting Daily Star TV reviewer, to look at some of the non-sporting TV, if you can squeeze it in, around all the fine football, boxing and more this weekend. But before all of that... Yeah. He's back, he's in the flesh, mm. he's in the studio, live and unleashed. He's squad number nine, he's uh, Martin Kellner with a week of sport on TV. Lovely to see you, Martin. Yeah, lovely to be here. Um, yeah, first of all, start with a, a film called Shane, which will disappoint a lot of people. Oh. It's not the 1953 classic <laughs> western with Alan Ladd. What a shame. But uh, the, the clue is it's a Screen Australia production, and of course it is about Shane Warne and any mm. England cricket fans who didn't suffer enough with the uh, Ashes re- recently, can uh, relive the 1993 series uh, <laughs> over here when, of course, uh, well, as Shane Warne himself says in the documentary, it changed his life. Yeah. Uh, and basically... That ball. That ball to mm. uh, getting. Mm. Um, but it's, it's a fantastic documentary, actually. Everybody you'd want to hear from is in it, talking about Shane Warne, as well as some people who you're quite surprised to hear from. Mm. Uh, for instance, Chris Martin, who um, very humbly introduced himself, saying, uh, hello, I'm Chris Martin, I'm in a band called Coldplay. <coughs> well, who knew? Yeah. Who okay, knew? yeah, well, yeah. Andy's got a thing about that, haven't you? got a thing about famous this people introducing them. False it's false modesty. Not. <laughs> I think, no, it's not. I think so. it's, it, it depends in which circumstances. Yeah, I, but I, I think I'm they're not, being humble. I find them being humble. Mm. If somebody well, famous... Enough introduced why should you they immediately think you know there's an arrogance no. to them you are instantly must recognize the way to the, you just say i'm chris martin from coldplay people will know what that is yeah well i, I always introduce myself by saying uh, i'm martin Keller. i do the prime time show in kuala lumpur <laughs> yeah on uh, talk sport do you, get radio. do you get mobbed in kuala lumpur frequently yeah. frequently i don't i don't Warren go. is amongst the five best cricketers of all time i mean yeah, that's official. Is. official oh. wisdom yeah the greatest yeah. ever without a doubt mm-hmm. and, and this documentary i have to say it does show you exactly why if you can get over the theme <clears throat> tune which is just so australian really yeah the, skippy, the wo- is it? no it's <laughs> one of those australian <laughs> soft rock uh, so did you do on it no, yeah. I'll tell you what it's got. It's going to have a good time tonight. Rock and roll music going to play all night. Right. So they rhyme tonight with night, which okay. sort of tips you off. It's not Cole Porter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, so, but if you can get over that, it's a fantastic documentary. I say you hear from everyone you would expect to hear from. Our very own Darren Goff, of course, has a yeah. word to say. Have um, they got footage um, of him bowling? Oh, you know, lot, I think I've found the song, lot. Martin, because I'm sure the listeners may have recognised those lyrics. It's oh, In it's Excess and Jimmy Barnes, ah, Aussie uh, music yeah. legend, and the song's called "Good Times." Good Rock times. and roll music going to play all night. Come on, baby, it won't take yeah, long. That's right. Maybe we can do the ironing. Yeah. Only take a minute just to sing my song. Mate, they probably wrote that on the back of a fag packet on the way Barnes to the... Mary, Mary, you're on my mind. 
Yeah. Um, so it sounds like a great song, Martin. It is. And, it? Yeah. Uh, Maybe well, we can finish, with it. We'll well, finish, finish with, with it. We'll finish with it today. Ask our producer to find it for yeah, us. Yeah, and I can get out of the studio <laughs> before it's playing. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, <laughs> if, if you like that sort of thing, it's absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, a mm. lot a lot of stuff with Sachin Tendulkar, of right. course, who can give you a you know an expert yeah. view. Um, and I've written Ed Sheeran's in the programme as well. Oh, is um, he? Yeah, and I can't, I've written down does here. Does he say, hello, Ed I'm Ed Sheeran. You may no, know me from he, no, Ed, he, Ed Sheeran. No, he doesn't. You may know me from such acts as <laughs> yeah. Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Yeah. No, he doesn't mention that. But I've written down here Ed Sheeran and Sachin Tendulkar, who obviously... Um, is that another one of his duets? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Featuring, yeah. featuring Sachin Tendulkar. But I, uh, well, I've got more news on this song, Mike, and I really oh, would ideally sake. like to major on this song. Uh, Andrew guy. McKenna's been in touch. He said it was used on the soundtrack for the Lost Boys film. Ah. So, chapter... Of, I know you're not interested. <clears throat> no, I couldn't care less, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> well, you brought it, was, it up. I know, I just think it was very Australian, okay. that's all. Um, but it's either Ed Sheeran or Sachin <laughs> Tendulkar, I can't who see who made this quote. I always get those two mixed up. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Mm. The quote is spin bowling is an unnatural act, wow. which I thought is quite um I mean obviously mm. there's a bit of a double entendre there, but I, I think it is quite apt when you look at you know, there's yeah. a lot of uh, and you were asking mm. about the cricket, there's a lot in it. And when you I mean when you first time you see not just the ball against Gatting, but yeah. Any of them. There's quite a lot from the match against Sri Lanka where he first sort of made his name because he had a bit of a disaster against India mm. when he first started. But then uh, against uh, Sri Lanka, he really came to the fore and then obviously came over here in 93 and, uh, yeah. and made his name. But when you do see the analysis of those, you know, you think, well, how the hell's he done that? Yeah. It's do they quite, quite lively off field. Sorry? Quite lively off field, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Do, do we see but, a lot yes, of that? Do we see a lot of Shane away from uh, little the A little bit of uh, larrikin action, yes, I think yeah, you'd yeah. call it. Um, <laughs> he, he, they talk about, I think it's uh, Alan Border talks about when he went to the UK, he came over and played in Bristol in 89. Mm -hmm. And there's uh, a lot of talk about him... Uh, drinking a lot of rum and black currant. Oh, okay. And um, in a match against Chippenham, interestingly. Was he drinking it during the match? No, he oh, okay. had it the night before, oh, right. and they had to go to Chippenham the next day. Yeah. And apparently, he left his mark around various um, oh, areas of Chippenham. That's because not a bit of ground staff with um, <laughs> But still took four wickets. Yeah. You know. yeah. um, That's an interesting way to mark your runner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's, it's a good documentary, basically. Yeah, look and it's, yeah, I think yeah I'll you, look you two. You'll enjoy no, it as cricket fans. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it you'll be familiar with, you know, the stories and everything. Um, he keeps, did you know, he keeps all his hats and um, everything that he's, he's got a whole archive yeah. of everything he's worn, sort of hats that he's worn and, uh, you know, all sorts of stuff. Bats, okay. wickets, oh, and he's so got he's them all in a, a, big in a big garage, room. big garage at home. There's a scene in it where he and his son, I think Jason is his son, uh, is it Jason or Jackson? I can't remember. Jackson. Jackson yeah. is his son. Yeah. And they're going through um, his archives, which I think, you know, if I tried to do that with my kids, they would, yeah. you know, even, <laughs> even if Amazon Prime were Bored filming now, it, Dad. they'd tell me to get <laughs> Bored now, Dad. <laughs> yeah, Can we do word. something else? Um, yeah. The Horse Hitman. So that's on Amazon Ooh. Prime. That's Amazon Prime. This is on I Netflix. highly recommended, Shane. This is part of the Bad Sports series. Yes, it, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, this is dark. In fact, somebody describes the guy who is at the centre of this, a guy called Tommy Burns. Mm. 
who is the horse hitman. Yeah. They call him the Sandman. Right. And I wondered why they called... I thought it was anything to do with the sand, but they call him the Sandman because he puts horses to sleep. Oh, wow. It's, it's horrible, actually. Why it's, would anybody want to watch that? Well, what? if you watch any programme on Netflix or Amazon Prime these days, there's so many of them are just about confidence tricks. People are absolutely... People are obsessed with confidence tricksters. You know, there's the Tindler Swindler. I don't know if you've seen that. Mm, it's rather good, but it's against... Yeah. And this was an insurance inventing, scam. Yeah. This was an insurance scam. Yeah. Basically, it's set in the world of American show jumping, which okay. is very, very high-end. You mm. know, the name... There's owners of Budweiser and Anaheim and Bush or whatever they're called. Yeah. There's lots of big American aristocratic names involved. And basically, there were horses that were valued at, say, a uh, hundred grand, for instance, mm. uh, and they weren't living up to the promise. Uh, and they were insured for 125000 right. And this guy, they would hire this guy, Tommy Burns, to um, electrocute the horses, and then they'd claim the insurance. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, it is very, very dark, this documentary, but it's good. It's well worth watching. Yeah. It's a good series, isn't it? It's a hell of a good series. series. Yeah, yeah, very well I've reviewed made. a couple of those other, yeah. other ones. Mm. Um, and there's a sort of moment at the end of, um, I suppose you'd call it, um, it's the FBI agent who investigated all this and Tommy Burns, who was called the Sandman, mm. who was um, quite a character. You'd call him a wise guy. He, yes. You know, you could see him in uh, Goodfellas. Yeah. But he's sort of reformed. So there's this moment of... So he, uh, he looks back on it with regret. Yes, he? and yeah. he's become friendly with the FBI agent, oh. which, is, uh, which is quite interesting. The FBI agent himself has become a lay preacher. Oh. But when you hear... <laughs> there's some great quotes in it. Um, he says... Um, yeah, basically, um, the the guy got him off. Uh, it was a lawyer that he was working for. Mm. Uh, Henry the Hawk was the horse that was oh. insured for $150,000. Henry's got to go, oh dear. Uh, he was said. Uh, anyway, so he, from uh, killing this first horse, he got into all sorts of crimes. And basically what he said was, uh, I uh, beat up a few people, I set a few fires, I killed a few horses... Then it got really bad. <laughs> My God, what's coming in this Oh, no. So that's on Netflix. That's on Netflix. Very, very good. The Horse Hitman, I'd recommend it. So you, you, you're on overnight once again, wowing the people of Kuala Lumpur. Oh, absolutely. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, there is plenty going on this weekend sports-wise, but, you know, you may have an hour or two spare to squeeze in a bit of non-sporting oh, yeah. telly, which is where our next guest comes in. He's the TV reviewer for The Daily Star. He's a huge Brighton and Hove Albion fan. And it's Mike Ward, of course. Good afternoon, Mike. I hope you're happy with your prediction last weekend. I know, I do apologise. I did win a couple of quid, which was... Uh, I just had a feeling in my water. So I did I, funny enough. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting it to be quite as comfortable for Burnley. And I just... Yeah. I, I could have done without it giving them a, a bit of a lift before they played Tottenham as well, so... Well, there you go. So lost back, the money. Backfires on you in the end. I, I just think sometimes you just have those days. You have to get out of your system. Yeah. Like, we'll be strong. For it. I did like the attitude. If he was a bit, you know, um, Graham Potter, he was like, yeah. oh, well, you know, we have been playing well. This was just a bad day at the office and yeah. didn't, mm. didn't pile the pressure on the players. Um, and you got Villa this uh, at home again tomorrow. Yeah. It's a big game for both of you, really, because you're both I, coming off difficult results. I know. I, 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 just, I have this sort of strange, you go through phases where I'm just confident before every game and then I just feel disappointed afterwards. But <laughs> I do feel confident. I, do, I don't see what happened. You know, sometimes you just know you're, on, you're, you're heading for a horrible run and sometimes, mm. as you say, you just have a, a bad yeah. day and that was a bad day. 
But I climb back on the horse tomorrow. So let's um, look at uh, some telly on Prime Video from today. Wolf like me. Is this a new? Mm. Is it a film or a series? It's a series. Oh, okay. A six-part series or comedy drama. It's quite unusual, but I, I quite like it. Josh Gad and Isla Fisher are the stars. Okay. Josh Gad plays uh, a widowed dad who uh, whose whose eleven-year-old daughter is particularly traumatized. Never got over the loss of her mum. And into their lives comes this curious character uh, played by Isla Fisher. Um, and is Josh Gad playing Ozzy? He's 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 basically just playing Josh Gad. So he's not so he's not doing it in he's not doing it in an Aussie accent. No. Oh, okay. No, right. no he's not he's not trying to be Australian. It's, oh, set, right. it's set in it's set in Adelaide. But, right, okay. but both of these characters have are, are Americans who found themselves in 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 this ah. te- in this territory. Right. Um, so um, yeah, he, and, and it's it's a, it's got a charm, it's got a poignancy, and it's got a slight madness. Uh, it's only half hour episode, so you can you know it's sort of kind of bite sized. And the, the, but basically, this, this woman who comes into their lives, there's something strange about her that she connects in a way that no other person has been able to connect with his daughter who's been as i say very troubled and he thinks there might be a relationship here because he could move on at last from losing his wife but then some, mm. something about her is a bit odd and her Ooh. behavior becomes a little erratic oh. for reasons he'll discover at the end of episode two mostly but Ooh. the title is a clue so, yeah. so she's australian but she's playing american he's american <clears throat> but and he's he's playing american but they're in australia so okay yeah, fair i'm right. sure there's a it logic it looks good i you feel like quite to fancy it? the sound of that yeah, yeah. Uh, nice i've watched this next one cat yes. burglar i mean new cartoon sorry, i'm series. a massive fan of charlie brooker and i thought the animation was great and everything yeah. but i just lost interest in it the, the interactive side of it didn't i couldn't see what the point i kept getting the questions right but i couldn't see what difference it made and then i got it wrong and i couldn't see what difference that so made it's, in, it's a bit like that black mirror is it you can interact with it it is it's like wow. bandersnatch which yeah. did in, in 2018 i mean i love black mirror I'm, I, I completely agree with andy this I, I i love charlie brooker i love black mirror and this is um as i say it's a what it's a sort of like a one-off cartoon it's very much in the kind of tom and jerry mm. bugs bunny roadrunner type style and it's beautifully done in terms of authenticity it looks great everything about the animation feels authentic the music the graphics etc but every so often you the action pauses and you're asked a trivia question which you answer on screen in order to help the plot move to the next stage the plot being that the cat burglar is a cat trying to steal paintings from a museum Hmm. uh, and by doing that and to do that he has to outwit peanut the security pup Uh, the questions bear no relation as far as i can see i I gave up after a while as well i thought yeah it looks nice but i'm not sure who this is for because if you you know those who, who want to play you know full-fledged computer games will do that those who just want to sit back and let a car- silly cartoon watch over them will probably <laughs> do that so you know but it's, it's an interesting experiment okay uh, and that is uh, on netflix uh, yes. death in paradise it says here new series isn't sorry it? when i said new series yeah. the word that i use the word new in the sense of end of oh, it's the last of it's the, the series last it's the in last. the current uh, <laughs> it's been in, very good I, did I was going to say is it like the, the, the National Hunt jump <laughs> season where it ends and it starts <laughs> on the floor more casualty so yeah so it's the Look, last you know what it is it doesn't pretend to be anything it isn't and it isn't it's a good way to while away an hour and we've been told there's a Christmas special another Christmas special lined up that's a while off obviously but you know got plenty of time this final episode is is there always a different way of somebody getting bumped off that's the great thing that's about anything Uh, a chess master who's come out of retirement after 35 years to compete in a major tournament Mm. they have a lot of major events on that island they do (laughs) Uh, uh, but um, 
somebody has doused one of his pieces with a deadly poison, and the moment oh, wow. he touches it, Ooh. it's uh, it's checkmate. Sounds Ooh. good. Springsteen night is it? Oh, on BBC yes. Two on Saturday evening. Sort of. I mean, it's a bit of a half-hearted one to be honest. I've just mentioned this because has to. It's a bit light on other stuff to be honest. But mm. Bruce Springsteen, The Secret History, nine o'clock BBC Two. This mm. is this is uh, twenty-five or so years old. This documentary, uh, looking back on his career up to that point, yeah. obviously playing some acoustic stuff. There are, you know, obviously real Bruce Springsteen fans can find lots more um, mm. up-to-date material, especially on the streaming services. It's followed by a film I haven't, I've, I've never got around to seeing. But I, I, really I saw it was a good film. I Is think, it? Yeah, it's Blinded by the Light, uh, 10 o'clock, uh, set in the 80s, about uh, an Asian kid getting to understand his life um, okay. through yeah, the music of Springsteen. Uh, yeah. So, uh, who, do you know who the star struck? Who are the, who are the well, Ollie, apparently, yeah. yes. I haven't seen, uh, I've got, don't get a preview of this. But three different been, Ollie Murs. Three, well, four, technically. Four. Oh, yeah, with the real one. Te- technically, which is weird. Yeah. I mean, it must be quite bizarre. Obviously, they did They did a Freddie Mercury for Adam Lambert's sake in the in the first episode. Um, but they never said to, they never said to, tonight, I'm going to be Matthew Kelly, did they? No, <laughs> that's very true. I thought, I thought you know, it was just a feeble. So, 8.30 ITV, it. we've got to give a mention, Sunday, 9 o'clock, BBC One, Peaky Blinders is back for its final series. Yeah. Is the very last series, BBC One Nine O'clock, as as you say, uh, set in the uh, in in the, uh, the uh, just after the end of Prohibition. So Tommy Killian Murphy's character is off to America, uh, looking to for new opportunities. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea. I love it. I, I'm, mm. I'm not a great fan of violent stuff, but they're so stylish and the music's great. And um, I've still got a series to catch up with before I watch this. So I, maybe I should have done that earlier. But so I'll have to get my head down. You're really going to have to work hard at that now. You're gonna, <laughs> yeah, yeah, get yeah that's it, to try and catch up. So Nine O'clock, BBC One. Yes. Um, Mike, thank you. Enjoy the game tomorrow. I, I will do, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And we will catch up with you soon. I Thanks, guys. Like Stanley Tucci searching for Italy. That would be good. Well. We watch that. Yeah. It's pretty easy to find on a map. You know, I mean, He's quite a bright bloke, <laughs> isn't he? Probably not what it means. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll be doing it all again on Monday, pouring over all the big football matches, that Carabao Cup final, the rugby, boxing and more. Andy, you'll be here, won't you? Monday, yeah. oh yeah, oh good stuff. Planning yeah. on it, anyway. planning. That's the plan. Anyway, yeah, I never like to plan ahead at my no, age. No, you, you never know. <laughs> anything could happen. So he's got two days to get through. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we hope you can join us on Monday from one. If not, the podcast will be available at four. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four p.m. on Talk Sport. Hold up! What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.